0: We are talking about the fruits of the Spirit, and we started last week with this, and it's been, uh, I, I love this because it, it's its Paul talking to um, a, a new church, and what he's talking to them about is how uh, the, the signs of our soul, the, the things of our spirit, the, he calls them the fruits of our spirit, the benefit of our spirit, and our spirit is that connection, that deep-seated root of all of us. That we have a connection with with God. I firmly believe that wherever we are on the spectrum of faith and all of that stuff, we all have that and we all have that connection. And God is continually trying to uh, bring that together and trying to uh, make that connection with us so that we can find um, meaningfulness and happiness and peace in our lives. I think that's the key. And last week we talked about uh, love. Love was the first one. And if you are online, you can just uh, scroll back to uh, the YouTube page or whatever. Uh, that's, the, that's on there. Also um, Facebook and things like that too. So today we're going to talk about joy. I love joy. Um, and it, it, not just almond joy, but I love just joy. It's just, uh, it, it's something that is so much deeper Okay, we all, many people, we, we always seem uh, that the, the coined phrase is that we strive for happiness. Uh, we want happiness in our life. Everybody wants to be happy. Uh, we want to, uh, you know, there's, there was in the 70s or 60s, there was that, uh, the, the Peanuts cartoon always had these happiness is uh, things, you know, where they would say happiness is a, a balloon with air in it. You know, it's like, well, that's simple. But, um, and it was just things that we find happiness in. But I I want us to know if we learn anything today is that joy is so much bigger than happiness. It is so much deeper than happiness that there's a reason that Paul said joy and not happiness. Um, I'll give you an example here. Last week I put down cats, so I'm trying to be politically correct here. Here's a puppy and a kitten uh, and when you see a puppy or a kitten, most of us, we just smile. Uh, we, we feel a sense of happiness with that. It's hard to, that's why, uh, you know, if you go onto like a social media or YouTube or anything like that, the, 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 the little dog and cat videos are the things that have surpassed pretty much anything on, online of what people love to see. Because we just it brings us happiness, it makes us smile, we share it with people, and it's just puppies and kittens just being lovely and wonderful. And so if you have a puppy, puppy and kitten, let's pretend that you went out, how many people are dog people here? And how many people are cat people? Okay, let's pretend you got a dog. And you just bring that dog home because cats, I'm, I'm sorry, it's going to be... Uh, or a kitten, okay, you, you have a, a puppy or a kitten, and you bring it home, and you're sitting with that kitten, and you just love looking at that kitten, you know, and that dog, and all that kind of stuff, and it just makes you smile. It brings you that, that true happiness, and then that dog or cat starts to reach a certain age where the cuteness, you know, is starting to you know, go a little bit, you know, and they're starting to look a little bit more straggly and they don't really care for you anymore, you know, and they just, you know, they start to do this kind of uh, fight for the domination and all this kind of stuff. Okay, so the thing, the, the attitude kind of changes just a little bit. Let's say that, that that kitten, that dog, that that puppy that you love so much that brings you happiness, you come home one day and that puppy or kitten has pooped in your favorite hat, okay? Just, that's an awful thing, right? And you just come home and you, you're, you're ready to go out and you go and grab your favorite hat and there's, there's poop in it. And you just, you know, that's not something that you can wear anymore. And so now you're upset because you have a hat filled with, with poop. How many times can I say poop in a sermon? <laughs> Let's keep this going. So, were <laughs> we at seven? Our, Not more than seven. Oh, it's not one of the seven you can say. So I can say poop all I want. Well, poop. So okay, we just we just want to we we come. I'm just thinking about poop now. I don't know why. This I'm sorry, but that's. And we, we come home and there's the, the, the poop in our hat. And so we sit there and we are upset because we have this this hat that's, that's ruined and everything like that. And so suddenly our happiness that we had is now gone, right? It has now changed to another emotion. And that emotion is either anger or uh, distraughtness or you're, just, uh, you're sad because you lost your hat. You know, all of these kind of stuff because the situation now has changed because the happiness happiness that we feel is something that is based on the situation that's why we seek happiness we seek happy situations we want things in our life that are meaningful and cherished and all of that kind of stuff we want things that are fun and all of that but when things like that don't happen in our lives we often lose that sense of happiness and so the puppy that we once brought happiness now we look at the poop in our hat I said it again <laughs> And now we've lost that happiness. But, does this mean that you no longer love or want the puppy or the kitten? I can't see your faces, so I'm gonna say that you said no. Because the love that you have for that puppy or that kitten is much bigger than the situation that has happened you still have an underlying core value of love for that being. And that helps you get through the situations that sometimes change your moods from happy to angry or sad. And we can add, instead of puppy or kitten, we can put other things in that. I see family over here. I see parents with children. I'm sure, I don't want to know if they pooped in your hat, but I'm sure that they have done things and times in life where it is you've had uh, not such a happy occasion. But your love for those kids never changes. The love, and that's sometimes why you get so affected emotionally, is because that core value of love and cherishing the children is something that you hold dear. We have that also. I see spouses. You guys have that core. We, we have two people that are going to get married in about two months here. You have that core of love that even if you have a bad day or something, that underlying core of love is something that you hold dear and something that gives you the strength to work through those things. When you have a puppy that does something to your hat like that, you want to work through it, you want to train them, you want to fix the problem because you care about them. That is the difference between happiness and joy. Joy is something that is not dependent upon the situation, but something we carry deep within us. It is, the, it is the, the, the core happiness, for lack of a better word, that God gives us. It's that core that makes us know that we are part of something beyond ourselves. It's that core connection that God makes with us. Like when you first make a connection with the puppy or the kitten or your child or your spouse or whatever, there's that core feeling that you have and that hangs on for the rest of your life. That is what joy is, brings us. And that's why joy is so important for us to understand. And it's so important to, to understand it and connect with it. Because that joy will give us the strength to go through times that do not seem so happy. Brian was talking to me just before service today. Brian Cotas Brian here is a, um, a friend, a mentor, a pastor, and a fellow bald man. So I cherish our times together. Uh, but uh, there are times when, um, uh, he said, people with, with spiritual lives, they tend to uh, be healthier than people without spiritual lives. It's because we understand that joy. It's because we're constantly in contact and exercising the acknowledgement of the joy that we have in our lives. Um, let's, let's, let's pick just a, a piece of scripture here. Uh, this dates back to uh, the time when uh, Mary was going to go see her cousin. Uh, Mary just found out that she was uh, pregnant. She was going to give birth to Jesus. And her cousin was going to give birth, birth to John the Baptist. And they meet for the first time. And what she says is, why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leapt for joy. That's, that's John the Baptist inside of her. And it wasn't the tacos that she had earlier. It was the John actually leapt inside of her. In other words, she she knew that this connection that she had with, with the Son of God, with Christ, with Mary, all of this that was going to happen was a source of joy. Now, if you go beyond that story and go a little bit further, you know that their life does not remain happy. It will be filled with grief. It will be filled with tragedy. It will be filled with uh, just unimaginable pain and suffering. Mary and, and both of them will see their children go through tremendous agony, pain, and suffering. They will disconnect with them. They will lose them. They will grieve. They will mourn. They will do all of these things. But the one thing that they will hang on to is the joy because that they know that the joy is what gets them further It's the difference between happiness and joy is the difference between talking about a minute from now and eternity. And when you know that you have joy for eternity, it helps you survive the minutes of pain. Right now in our lives, we have a lot of things that are challenging our happiness. We have the discomfort of wearing the masks. We are in battle with people back and forth over politics, over health, over all of this kind of stuff. Division is going on. We cannot uh, turn a page on a newspaper or a social media page or anything like that without seeing arguments. It's the theme of this uh, current time that we live in is arguments, battle, fight. Uh, You are wrong. I'm right. You're wrong. I'm... I fight you, you're my enemy, all of this kind of stuff, and I'm going to uh, make sure that uh, even if you post something happy, I'm going to make sure that I post something in the comments that's sure to make you unhappy, because that's my goal. I recently, reluctantly, but did, get on uh, 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 TikTok. Thank you. I don't even know what these things are called. Uh, I'm not going to say... who pressured me the most, uh, but it was Julanne. Um <laughs> She was telling me that that's to, to, to reach people and to, to, to help spread the message uh, that I needed to be on, on this platform. And I thought, Paul the apostle probably would. He'd probably use every means that he could to reach people. So I get on this platform and I, and I post some things. And one of the things that I post is about uh, Jesus loving us. It's a simple message. The thread of comments varied from people saying, uh, thank you, I needed this, uh, to um, really nasty comments. Just by posting something, a message of love, it divided the room, Uh, it divided the space. I, as I would scroll down, I would see uh, people putting down a comment and people replying to their comment, and just this little message of love started fights within this, this page, this social media page. But one of the most painful things that I found were people that were uh, commenting, that were saying that they don't know what that is. They don't know... Uh, anything about the love of Christ because, and they have said this, they have either felt unwelcomed in a church or a church has hurt them, or we also get uh, a a ton of threads of uh, the church has become a political party that has been cruel and nasty and all of this kind of stuff throughout my life. It doesn't represent anything that resembles love to me because what I see is nothing but people uh, just going to the extremes with hatred and kicking people out and judging people and telling people that they're wrong and fight, 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 fight. We have missed out. When I see threads like that, my first inkling is not to get on there and fight back or to say you're wrong. Honestly, my first inkling is to apologize. Because we as a church, uh, in our history, we have wounded many people. We have done the opposite of, of sharing the message of joy. We have made their uh, love conditional. We have made their being a Christian Conditional. We have made their being welcomed into our lives conditional. And we have become the judges and telling other people that they're wrong. When what our message is, the thing that we should be spreading more and more and more is the joy. And that joy means that you are loved. Remember what I said. That joy is that inner soul connection between you, an individual, and God. That is the hand of God saying, I love you. And we, many of us, are doing everything we can to try to sever that touch. What can we do as a church to make sure that people are getting a message of joy. When can we tell people that all of that nonsense about the, 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 the politics and the, the, the hatred and all of that stuff is not the Christian message? The Christian message is joy. We live in a world where a lot of people are pooping in our hat. How can we hang on as individuals, as Christians, as the church to the true message of joy? And how can we share that with others? That's the question that I want to ask you right now, is how can we share joy? Not politics, not arguments, not superficial things. I'm not even talking about happiness or other... I'm talking about the core of joy. I believe that's our call. I believe that's our call, and it is imperative right now that we become... Those, uh, for lack of a better word, those, 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 those disciples, those advocates, that we do everything we can to make sure that the message that people need to hear is not the message that the hateful people are spreading, but the true message of Jesus Christ, which is joy. Let's take about 20 seconds and just think about how can we spread the message of of joy. We live in a noisy world right now, a, a world where a lot of people think that the louder they are, uh, the more they'll be heard. It can be confusing sometimes and it can be very discouraging. It's hard to, to walk into a place and have such division that even uh, something like uh, a health thing turns into a political thing. I pray that when we go out into the the real world again, that we hear the voice that matters. Through the chaos, through the anger, through the, the division, I pray that we listen to the true voice that is simply saying, I love you. I love you. Hear it. Spread it. Love God. Love yourself. Love your neighbor. Amen.